This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Presented by T-Mobile the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. 703 in the AM, Baltimore's Big Bad Morning Show on the fan. Deion Sanders, head coach of the Colorado Buffaloes, and I'm like you, uh, Jeremy, Deion Sanders was one of my favorite players back in the 90s. Oh, my God, I loved him. I loved him in baseball. I loved when he took the helicopter and played in the World Series and played mm-hmm. in the football game. They get an interception in that game. I mean, he just – the guy was – he was the dude. Seriously. I mean, everybody loved Bo Jackson. I understood why they loved Bo Jackson. Deion Sanders was my favorite two-sport athlete, and I think because he did it longer. I think that's why he was my favorite. And also, I related more to him. You know, he's a smaller guy. And also, I, I think – and I love the swagger. Mm-hmm. I love he had, he had tremendous swagger, man. He could talk the talk and walk the walk, as Ed said earlier. That personality as a coach is a little off-putting. Like, oh, dude, you got to, you know, I feel like sometimes, other than his wide receiver and his son, name two other players. His other son. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. It, it feels like it's more self-promoting than it is promoting the players. And Travis is the best player on the team. He is. Like, yeah, um, absolutely the best player. Travis, he's, he's awesome, man. Two-way player. Mm-hmm. Offense and defense. Deion Sanders talked about getting to the college football playoffs in 2024. Shoot, I believe, man. I don't just wear this on my shirt and on my chest. I truly believe that that what we have in-house. Last year, and Key watched all these games, man, we were seven points away from a multitude of wins. Uh, probably seven or eight more wins. We just didn't know how to win. We got uh, we got our butts kicked twice. We got our butts really kicked twice. There was no win. When we walked in, it was 30 on the scoreboard. Mm. But uh, several of those games, we could have won those games. We could have really been a uh, definitely a, a, a bowl team, but we could have been someone who made a lot of noise. We made noise, but now we're going to make some sounds. Well, to what he just said, yes. okay, could they have won more games? Sure, they could have. Um, could they have lost more games? Yeah, they could have. They had some games that were crazy. But you think back when he said we could have been a bowl team, that's just, just a couple more wins to be bowl eligible. And any bowl would have loved to have had Colorado in it. But you kept losing to inferior opponents in the Pac-12, and you even blew a lead where Rob talked about it, where your son was on Instagram at halftime talking smack. You know, like, get your house in order. Now, the close losses he's talking about, USC, 48-41. You can call that a close loss. They were down 17. In the, like they, they lost by seven, but okay. Uh, the double overtime loss to Stanford. That's the one that he, the Instagram won, 46-43. Yeah. Uh, the 34-31 to Arizona, that loss. And maybe you can talk about the Utah loss, the 23-17 loss. So those four close losses, that puts them at, instead of four and eight, eight and four. Mm-hmm. 
So uh, he's right about that. And then the, the ones, the 42-6 to against Oregon, they never stood a chance in that game. Uh, the 28-16 to UCLA was worse than that, to be honest with you. And the 26-19 against Oregon State, that sounds close, but it really wasn't. You know, those other four ones, he's right. They, those are really, really near misses on those. Still four and eight. I know. I, mean, I get it, but you know, <laughs> I'm just, I'm just, I, I'm validating what he said. I know. I just think because it had such a, it was such a, a hallmark after school special story at the beginning of that season. He comes in, he, you know, tells everybody to leave. They start off with a, you know. A, Bang, and they start winning games that they didn't, well, nobody expect him to win. And they, whoa, he's for real. And then, can I also say that those four losses, that three of them they could have lost, the 48 45 win to TCU that they came back and won? You mean yeah. the, four, the four wins they had? Yeah, yeah the four wins. Yeah. The double overtime win that they had against Colorado, Colorado State, State, who wasn't good at all. Yeah. I think they were 28 point favorites in that game. Yeah. And then also the 27 24 win over Arizona State, who, by the way, psst, not good either. <laughs> <laughs> so my question, our question for you today, Deion Sanders, um, uh, is he more? Is he all talking no substance? Hubie in Baltimore. What's up, Hubie? Good morning, fellas. Normally Hubie? I'm in agreement oh, yeah. with y'all, amen, but not this morning. I'm going to play devil's advocate. Uh-huh. Uh, Deion, they needed the Deion Sanders because the culture at Colorado for the last 15 years, man, they believed in losing. So he had to get up there and, like, change the culture with his antics or what he do in a smack talk because, hey, you can get into a funk of losing. Trust me. You should know that, Rob, as being a coach. Kids can get into the point of thinking they can't win. You know, so for him to hype them up and to get them going and, like, y'all called out his record, the near misses that he when he did lose, I mean, they were close. They weren't even close. He had three close wins. What do you? T- it, you it plays both ways. If you're going to say take away the three close games that they lost and give it to them so they can become bowl eligible, you got to look at the games they won where they won by three in double overtime, one by three. So why is it any – you don't need to come in and be a jackass to change a culture either. You don't need to come – but he is – no matter what any one of us say, he is changing that culture there. Things are different. People want to go there. Mm-hmm. Coaches want to coach there. Well, players that, you know, guys that he's known, like Warren Sapp's dying to get in. Uh, Ocho Cinco asked to become a wide receivers coach. All these things. Mm-hmm. So I think he's, those first few weeks at Colorado, he paid for everything. So it's a great move. Nobody's arguing that. But he talks so much smack for not having that team. Here's the thing about the, here's the double-edged sword with that, okay? He changed the culture, Ed, by what he's saying. And he's building great expectations. How much um, how much time does he have before he has to back it up, though? Because if he if he doesn't do it soon, yeah, I'd say two seasons. Okay, after after well, the first one, so three overall, three overall. Yeah. yeah, but the one caveat is if he's bringing in money year after year, they don't care. I understand that. That's the that, that's the people upstairs. Mm-hmm. But the fans eventually going to be like, okay, we keep hearing this, we got to see it. And the people upstairs bringing in money. Well, he's bringing in money because people are buying all this. You see all these people wearing his buff stuff now. People are going to the games. They're watching on TV. That ends, like Ed said, two more years of that. You're not winning. That ends. So you're not. You're no longer bringing in the money. Yeah, because seriously, if they have two more seasons where they're like four or five win team, who's wearing their Colorado gear around the country? Yeah, nobody. Nobody's going to that. You can keep. I, I, you can bump your gums when you win, but you gotta eventually, Jeremy. You gotta pay your tab eventually. You gotta pay it. 
You can't keep I'm, talking. I mean, I'm not arguing that. I'm just saying, like, you know, I, I think the more money he's bringing in, the longer, uh, I don't want to say the leash, but the longer he's going to be able to stay there. I mean, I think he's going to be able to leave whenever he wants unless. you got to win. I don't think, you, I, I don't think as long as the money's coming in. I, like That's my point. The money's going to dry up if he doesn't win. They lost and the money's coming in. Because so there's I, still enough hype. He, people still believe. There's still some hope there because he can still talk now because he only has one year behind him. If you get three years behind you, you're still talking this talk. People are going to be folding their arms like, all right, I, I still hear think what you're saying. See, mm-hmm. I still think he's going to get the support. I do. Let's I think go. people blindly support him because it's Dion. Let's go to Baltimore and get Rashad. What's up, Rashad? Hey, good morning, fellas. What's up, man? Hey, hey, real quick, man. Y'all going to be out um, this weekend to any of them CIA events? I am. You know, I'm trying to hit the... All right, you know, I got this uh, Kentucky money is just burning a hole in my pocket. <laughs> oh, <laughs> man. He is, he is. <laughs> uh, I can't wait to see this cat next time. <laughs> Dude, he was sexing yeah. me. He was sexing I, the entire game. <laughs> I saw I saw this old video and three of his buddies out there trying to rap. What was that? Like 2000 what? <laughs> On Facebook. Three, man. He came across. I'm like, what the he hell He still thinks this? he's a Tupac back then? <laughs> All right, what's, what's on your mind, man? Um, no, nah, man, I, I don't think Dion is going to make the, uh, uh, was it the national championship or the, the, playoff, playoffs. the playoff? The playoffs um, next season. I'm thinking more like 2026. Okay. You know, then he had you know, a lot of recruits in there and everything like that. I think 2026 the earliest. So let me man, ask you this. Going, let me ask you this. Yeah. If he doesn't cash in by then, do you still believe the hype? Nah, I ain't going to believe the hype. But um, like you say, he's going to bring money into the school. I don't think, you know, the you know the, the owners, the GM, whatever, the, uh, what they call them. The athletic directors the, and the, the presidents. Athletic directors. Yeah. yeah, I don't think they're going to get rid of them because I looked at t- uh, prices for tickets, man. Like, they high as hell from Colorado games out there. It's like $500 for nosebleed section. Yeah, man. yeah. He's, like, he's so brought he the hype. Be- Maybe you should have bet yeah, more he- on uh, Kentucky. And you can afford it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I should have, man. First class flights. Yeah. To other countries, he goes places I never heard, I heard of. He was, I heard Rashawn was riding on Diddy's jet. Is that true? Oh, I'm not putting that on. I'm not putting that on. Hey, what are you doing? <laughs> Watching the combine is it tougher to grade evaluate quarterbacks now because of uh, uh, the multi-dimensional quarterbacks? We'll talk about that at 7:30. But on the other side, we get stupid with Jeremy Khan. We're gonna talk about what a weightlifter ate because he thought it helped out. I'll tell you, I'll tell you what he was putting in his body. Uh, we're also going to talk about a driver that got stranded at a bottom of a 400-foot California cliff for two days. Wow. I, I, the I Tiger Woods? No, no. I want to get into this and kind of see what your guys' thoughts are um, exactly on, like, what would be going through your mind sitting in that car? How, how would you be doing at the bottom of that cliff, depending on what you're going through? Also, we're going to talk about um, Miley Cyrus's mom. She did something that has a lot of people questioning it. I don't think any one of us could do it, but let, we'll get into it, uh, talk about that. You guys got to hear what she did, allegedly. Uh, that's coming up next in the World of Stupid. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. 
I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Yes, and even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. I don't think there's anything um, outrageous here. Let's start off with this guy. Driver stranded at the bottom of a 400-foot California cliff for two days after crashing over the edge. Um, Again, uh, California's Big Sur. After barreling over the edge, California Highway Patrol's Coastal Division Air Operations Unit conducted an aerial search on Tuesday for the man an employee of the luxurious Post Ranch Resort after Pacific Grove police said he never returned home. The solo male was standing next to the vehicle, frantically waving a makeshift flag at the bottom of this ravine. Here's a picture of, like, how far he fell. So he survived. Wow. That's the thing. Like, I don't know what uh, you you talk about your injuries and whether or not you can, can you make your way up the the side of the cliff? Now, obviously, in that picture, he can't. It's straight down. But is there an area where you could climb up? Also, how badly is he hurt to climb? Yeah. So that would be the thing. uh, It's just weird to me. Like, I'd have my phone on me to be able to call somebody, right? If they survive. Maybe phone didn't survive. Again, like, so it took two days to find him. I mean, what would be going through your guys' mind just sitting there waiting, wondering if someone's coming to get you? Like, I've heard stories of... We had the one person that um, died in, uh, was it the Grand Canyon on like a hike and his dog stayed with him and they were talking about like, yeah, you wait a couple more days, that dog would have started eating him. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just animals as much as they love you. Hunger takes over that. Yeah. Um, if you've ever heard stories of people that died in their house, especially with cats, cats will eat you quicker than anything. I, I know, but they're little I, and I get it, but it's funny. I was watching my dog just demolish like a leg bone of a cat. Like he's just it's destroying this thing. I'm like a leg bone of a what? A cow, like a he's got a he's got a he just loves bone. We buy him, oh, okay. I buy him buffalo horns. I thought like, like he went out and got something. No, I buy him these you know the real because the only thing he doesn't blow through is like these you know massive bones or horns. Mm-hmm. He loves buffalo horns and and these leg bones and but I'm watching him chip away at these giant bones. I'm like, holy good god, yeah, he could do that to me. Yeah. Like, uh, like they, yeah. they are. Send us a wolves. Man. Yeah. <laughs> it's in them. Let, no matter how domesticated you make them, it's in them. Let's get to this story. So I love them. Let's talk about Tish Cyrus, who is uh, Molly's or Miley's and um, Noah's mom. Noah is Miley's sister. I don't know if that's her mom. That's her little sister with the dark hair. Uh-huh. Dominic Purcell was apparently with Noah. Okay. Dominic Purcell is an actor. He was in the last Blade movie. He was one of the two brothers on Prison Break. 
Uh, she really looks like her mother a lot. She does. Um, she's so. Here's the story. Tish Cyrus was seen for the first time since being accused of stealing her husband Dominic Purcell from her estranged daughter Noah. So now they don't talk. Oh, so they they're married now. Yes. Oh, Noah and Tish don't talk. Uh, oh. Miley Cyrus' mom was spotted. How would you like to just be Miley Cyrus' mom instead of be Tish Cyrus? It's just hey, she's famous. And Beverly Hills driving she's a good out, girl. Yeah, driving out of a parking garage in her Toyota SUV after grabbing a bite, dodging question from paparazzi. Looks like uh, Dominic himself had joined her as he was caught on camera in a different car while parked outside the lot. Have you guys ever? Well, none of us would ever date like a significant other of one of our children. I know that for a fact. No, but like, but, like for example. Having a close friend and they break up and you have a relationship. Like, I couldn't I've go through with it. any of that. I've never done it. It's tell, a dumb idea. I'll tell you guys it. a true story. Like, uh, my childhood friends that we hung around with, one of my mm. best friends, his longtime girlfriend was, like, one of my best friends. We would go to the movies together mm-hmm. to where people would, like, my buddy knew nothing was going on there. But people would always ask questions like, hey, something going on there? It's like, no, nah, man, I'd, I'd, rather, I'd rather die than do something like that. Like, I just think that's one of the most awful things. I could never imagine... Trying to steal my son's girlfriend. Well, or even, whatever. even if, well, even the friend when they're free, like I, I've had that opportunity. My friend Michael is my best friend growing up, and his girl, they broke up, and his girlfriend kept contacting me, and like I'm like I can't because you know if I even if I did this will fizzle out in six months, and I'll never talk to him again. Yeah, you know it's gonna be a lifelong friend. And some but, girls no. will do that, not that they really uh, wanted anything to happen. They just want to make the other person hundred percent, mm-hmm. yeah. and use you to put. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. And they're right. I get it. Well, <laughs> let's talk about this. Any guess to what a weightlifter ate because he thought it was going to help him? Poo. No, I mean, there's a big thing with breast milk in the weightlifting. I know. You know, everybody knows about that. Like, there's a big thing with guys drinking breast milk and buying it on, if you want to call it a black market, going on Reddit and purchasing mm-hmm. it. Or I don't know where you can actually buy breast milk. Down a block. Oh, right? you know Cambodian. That's nice. So, <laughs> this guy was eating coins. I heard that somewhere. Yeah, Cambodian breast milk. This guy mm-hmm. was eating coins and magnets, and you want to know why? Because he thought zinc helps in bodybuilding. Cornbread and what? No, oh, coins. coins. Coins and, and magnets. magnets. Yeah. Coins and yes, he wanted to be the man of steel. Apparently, oh. doctors at New Delhi Hospital. This was an Indian man removed thirty-nine coins and thirty-seven magnets from a man's intestines. After he swallowed the medals under assumption that zinc helps in bodybuilding. It's nice. X-rays take... Oh, my God. Let me just show you the X-ray of his insides here. And I will... I'm going to share this on social media, guys. Like... It went away. Uh, did it go away? Is it? Is it showing now? Ah, bless it. I turned the damn computer. You some... Mm. I think <clears throat> it does this. But, yeah, so, like, with with all these coins... Here you go. That's his X-ray. With all the coins and magnets in it. I mean, there's just so many. They're over top of their, like, it's crazy to think that someone would do this. But, I mean, they're, and here's all the coin. Here's all the things they took out of the system. Like, the one thing looks like a gigantic coil. Like, who's yeah. doing, who's swallowing this stuff? Does he like, understand it's got to come out? Like, it's one not way or the be, other. Yeah, it's not going to be pleasant. One way or the other is coming out. At least this cat isn't calling you about your extended warranty. Um. Doctors learned that. Did I tell ex- you about that. <laughs> Doctors learned the extent of what he had done after he arrived in the emergency room with complaints of oh, unbelievable <laughs> vomiting and abdominal pain. Huh? Go figure. <laughs> Surgeons noted that the magnets and coins had lumped together in two separate loops in the small intestines because when you put the coins in with the magnet, what's going to happen? 
Think. Think, think. Hey, there's one big thing trying to make its way through, you jackass. Oh. What's wrong with you? A large amount of the metals were also found in his stomach, and they were promptly removed. That's your world of stupid. My friend, my friend, friend of mine texted me laughing at me because I said cornbread. I thought cornbread. you said cornbread. <laughs> hey, I thought you said cornbread. Mm. Hey, what? Cornbread. <laughs> Write your own jokes there. Chris Naki shows us at 745, but on the other side, has it become harder to evaluate quarterbacks with the development uh, on the position in the last decade? So many things to look at consideration. When has 40 times been this important for quarterbacks? Baltimore's Big Bad Morning Show on the fan. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. A left 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. If your day sounds like... We need the report ASAP. You deserve Medella. If you've persevered through... You deserve this rich golden lager with a crisp but refreshing taste. Or if you overcame... You deserve this ice-cold reward. Medella, the markable fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. A lot can happen between falling in love with a house and owning it. Having an advocate who can help you navigate negotiations, timelines, inspections, and more can make all the difference. That's what the expertise of a Realtor can do for you. Because that's who we are. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors. Seven thirty in the AM, Baltimore's Big Bad Morning Show on the fan. Hey, remember the days where you graded quarterbacks on their ability to stand in the pocket and their strong arm, and that was it. Yeah, pretty much. That was it. Stand in the yeah. pocket, make every throw. That's what the quarterback. If you look back on it, Jeremy it was so boring. He stands tall in the pocket. He can make every throw. Hey, draft him. Mm-hmm. That was it. That's all you needed. That's not it anymore. That's not it all at all now. It is. It might be at the toughest position now to evaluate because the way the position has morphed over the last ten years, really yeah. last five years. We'll be honest. <laughs> Think about it. You're talking about evaluating guys as they're coming into the league or potential coming into the league. Think how hard it is to evaluate guys that are established in the league. Yeah, like the reigning MVP. Mm. People still criticize him. He's the he's the MVP twice. Nah, I don't know. Yeah, I'm not sure about him. Yeah, that's exactly what you get now. It's like, come on, well, Jeremy. It's, it's it is tough. I mean, you got the guy Richardson that got drafted in the first round out of uh, uh, Florida. I mean, it's it's these guys so, now. It's a different way of evaluating quarterbacks. We have uh, all right. So think about it from all the different levels. Of what we have, we have big quarterbacks. Short quarterbacks that get drafted in the first round now, whereas if you were a tiny quarterback, you weren't going in the first round. Number uh, one overall pick was yeah, five years ago. Kyler Murray, and then Arizona has to tell us every year that he's still their quarterback before the draft starts. Um, I don't know if they've done that yet this year, but like you think about that, and then you think about running quarterbacks versus passing quarterbacks. 
How about guys that had one year of success versus guys that couldn't get it done at one school and transferred to another? Oh, does that mean that they're not good enough? The Joe Flacco to Delaware after yeah. not being able to get on the field at Pitt. Joe Burrow at Ohio State going to LSU. Um, and then you talk about the one-year wonders like we've seen from uh, some of these guys, the Mitchell Trubisky's of the world. Should they be drafted up top? Um, you know, you're mentioning Anthony Richardson and what he did, and people are going, I don't know, man. They, they didn't win at Florida, and I mean, he's athletic, but is he? can he complete enough? And can he do that? And then you watch him going, that kid looks amazing. He did. If we got hurt, he looked awesome. And I don't know what type of player he's going to be at this level, but like if if what I saw, he looked from confident two- too. Look, I mean, he took ownership of that offense, yeah. man. Yeah, and, and people wondering, well, will they give him his job back when when he comes back because he made a run? Absolutely, they will. And they should make Gardner Minshew go get him drinks whenever he needs it. That's what he should be doing. <laughs> I mean, that's like, like I'm, I'm not trying to disrespect Gardner Minshew, but you, like, know, it, you did it effortlessly. Yeah, so it happens. <laughs> but, I'm just saying, like you know, like there's no rhyme or reason. You can't tell me a short quarterback can't get it done. You can't tell me, like, Kenny Pickett got drafted and they were saying his hands were too small. They might be right. I don't think he's very good. But, like, we've heard the hands thing with guys. We've heard, oh, you know, he's he runs too much. He doesn't do this or he should switch positions. I, like, it is getting more difficult to watch quarterbacks. But when you see something good on tape, why can't that just be it? Unless it's the competition he's playing that he's, you know, it's not good competition. I get that. But the film should tell you everything. Film should tell you more than anything. Seriously. More than any indicators. Yeah, I don't know why people go to other stuff. Like, oh, let's watch this combine. Let's go watch him run around with, um, you know, in his underwear and socks and see what he does. <laughs> like, well, what's that going to do? You just want to watch him in his underwear and socks, period. Hey, happens. Happens. <laughs> yeah, but I'm with you, though. But but would you agree, though, now it's, it's tougher to evaluate him? Well, yeah, because the things that you would normally cross guys off for is like, oh, he's short. I'm not taking him in the first round. Oh, if he was there in the third round, it's just not the it's not the case anymore. Um, you know, like Lamar, they were telling him to become a wide receiver. The guys wanted to be. Why didn't run? The, that's why he didn't run a forty. So mm-hmm. I, I, again, I do think it's harder to evaluate guys, and you just can't look at. Oh my God, he's six five and he throws at eighty yards and he completed seventy percent of his passes. Yeah, but can he read a defense? Not only that, not only that, can he protect himself from this guy running a four four? Who's two hundred and sixty pounds coming off the edge? I think that is what changed everything. We talked about. Think about this: Lawrence Taylor, with one hit, made the left tackle the highest second, paid. second most important position on offense. Exactly, yeah. exactly. But guys like I mean, you name them, the pass rushers now. What? And and the the guy in uh, uh, Cleveland, um, Miles Garrett. Miles Garrett, they made the forty time for quarterbacks important because they come off of that damn that left tackle. They they're lining up on the right side, on the left side, up the middle. These guys are so talented they don't line up on one side anymore. They line up all over the field. They line up knuckles down, knuckles up. So now that quarterback has to be elusive, has to be able to protect himself. So you can be six foot five statuesque and throw the ball eighty yards while while rolling out. That's fine. But how long are you gonna last when you got Garrett coming off the edge? Yeah, like um what was it? NFL Network did the the top ten most mobile quarterbacks. And number four was Dan Marino. And everybody said, What the hell is this? What does this mean? They were talking about his ability to move within the pocket. Yes, he and was. That's what made him. He was like that's why they called him mobile. Is that he would? Uh, I don't know if he's top five, but he was. That, that's what that was his thing. And not only that, but Dan Marino could release the ball. He could throw the ball thirty yards without rearing back. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I mean, Dan Marino will hold the ball like right to his side, and if he saw you coming, he would release it from that point. 
that's what made him so effective as well. He had an incredibly quick release. Yeah. I mean, that's what really did make him special. He didn't rear back. (laughs) He he could throw the ball. He could throw some passes without rearing back. Just from here, bam, let it go. Is that because of all the coke he did in the 80s? Hey, whatever works for you. Don't let you know. It's so funny you say that. <laughs> what? <laughs> the fact that they didn't want him to go to New York because they thought it'd be too much for him. So he goes to freaking Miami. <laughs> silly. Do you remember so that? Cool. <laughs> uh, he can't go to New York City. It'll destroy him. Okay, let's send him to Miami. <laughs> All right. You got any more of that gum, Ace? That's none of your damn business. And I beg you to say out of my personal affairs. <laughs> uh, well, they were talking about doing Ace Ventura ruined his career. But, you know, I, you know, it, it is getting tougher to evaluate quarterbacks. And the thing that makes it more difficult is that everybody knows you need one. And now you go out of your way to get one. And teams convince themselves they found the right guy yeah. because that's the position. Oh, we're drafting eight and two guys are off the board. Let's take a closer look at the guy that's rated third out of all these quarterbacks. Oh, we really like this guy. Do you, or did you just convince yourself you liked him? I, I personally, I love what the quarterback position has become. It's about time. You know what I mean? That every other position is diverse. You can have a fast receiver. You can have a possession receiver. You can have a route running receiver. You know what I mean? You can have all these different types of receivers. You can have different types of running backs, different types of offensive linemen. But for so long, one type of quarterback. The guy who stood strong in the pocket that could make every throw. Now there's so much diversity to that position. Now you have quarterbacks that have, have run more, quarterbacks that are more athletic, quarterbacks. Just there's still a there's still a place in the NFL for Justin Herbert. Yeah, there's still a place for him. I'm not saying you eliminate that as quarterback. I'm saying now, and, and I think that's what makes it even tougher. And the fact that there's so many different types, you got to figure out which one fits with your system. Yeah. If I draft this guy, do I have to change my roster around him? Because I don't have a roster that fits this guy. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what makes it so difficult now. I, well, I think it does, and I think you know, I think it goes into that, it, not just the um, the advantages you have with some people, like say Lamar Jackson, where he runs like nobody else and is incredibly elusive. But you talked about Jeremy Summer, you know, short quarterbacks. My quarterback's going to be five nine, five ten now. How do we adjust for this? We have to open up passing lanes. Right? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. You know, you, you, he's not going to be able to see over the offensive line. So, I mean, they have to think of all this. Yeah, roll them out a little bit, get yeah. them outside the pocket. But then, you know, are you taking some of the field away from them when you do that? So, I don't know. I, I, still, I applaud it. The NFL's finally uh, uh, let his guards down. I think they did it out of necessity. I think they did it again because defenders are – you used to have – guys that played defense used to be the guys that couldn't make it on the offensive side of the football. Now, you're putting some of your more elite athletes on the defensive side of the football now. You know, some of your studs, some of the guys that, you know, you're not just playing cornerback because you can't catch. You're playing cornerback because somebody said you're the best athlete out there to guard those other right. guys running around. Yeah. So let me put you there. I love it. 410-583-1057 is the number. Shovels at 815. Commissions Baltimore at 8 o'clock. But on the other side, Terps with a tough loss last night at home. Chris Knocky saw it up close and personal. One of the magnificent voices of the Maryland Terps you hear right here on 1057 The Fan. He joins us up next right here on The Fan. I think I got to be careful how I answer this question. Sometimes you see certain guys that you have and, and you know it's going to be a long night. So I thought that, you know, you sent a team 31 times to the free throw line. It's going to be a long night for you. You know what? <laughs> I hate to say that. And I don't know how long you coach high school ball, Jeremy. But there, there's some refs <laughs> that I used to see. And it's funny because the better your team gets, the less you see those refs. 
You know, I only get the good rest now. <laughs> you only get the best of the best now. But there's sometimes you see that was Kevin Willett. You see these refs, you just roll your eyes thinking, Oh my god. You hold on. Uphill battle. You ever meet a ref before the game and then you're talking to him and he's like, Oh man, listen to the show all the time and then he starts doing the game and you're like, Damn. <laughs> I don't want to talk to no. <laughs> I don't know how nice I can be after this game. <laughs> Joining us right now, color commentator for Maryland Terps. You can hear him right here on 1057 The Fan. He is Chris Naki, courtesy uh, of the uh, uh, of the hotline, WGK Long Guest Hotline. What's going on, man? What's going on, fellas? Nothing much. Maryland last night, seven-point loss to uh, Northwest Wild, Northwestern Wildcats. This team is – they won their 20th game of the year, 11th in the conference – they're a good basketball team, uh, but Maryland just couldn't get the ball in the hoops from beyond the arc last night, shooting 9%. I mean, it was kind of a variation on a theme, Rob. You know, obviously, Maryland coming into that game 28, 29% from three for the year. Uh, so we've certainly seen those games before, but two for 22. I mean, you could. You could drop kick two for twenty two in, and a bunch of those were good looks. You know, they were open shots uh, that you think uh, you know power five players make. Uh, and even if you know, if you looking at it just mathematically, if you just shoot your percentage, which is not great, twenty eight, twenty nine percent. If you just shoot your percentage, you probably win that basketball game. But uh, I credit Northwestern, I guess. You know, they they came in and, and uh, had a great win. They were undermanned. And, uh, you know, it's just dis- disappointing. It felt like you guys have seen the results for the week. You know, the, the win at Rutgers and, and then the loss last night sort of feels to me like one step up and two steps back, which is which is disappointing this time of the year. And he said credit them, I guess. <laughs> I, I heard it. Yeah. I listened. I listened to the game. Was, I was in the car and I heard his, the broadcast last night. I was like, yeah. That was basically what it sounded like. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I you mentioned how the shooting was horrific, the three point shooting. You know, nine percent is just god awful. So the question is, I guess, when everything's rimming out of the hoop, like, is there a time we just you, you don't do that anymore because it's not yeah. sick? <laughs> I'm seriously like, do we just say stop it? Like, do you, this isn't working tonight. Like, why keep doing it? Yeah, put it in your back pocket. But, you know, it's the way the game is played this year, uh, or not this year, these days. And uh, uh, sadly, you know, you, and, and all these guys are, you know, confident, well, for the most part, confident, you know, high-level players. And as such, almost by definition, you know, you think, my next shot's in. my next, And that's kind of the way you have to think if you're a scorer or a shooter that uh, I may have missed five in a row, but that just – tells me I'm due to make the next two or three in a row, you know. So uh, I, I don't know. You know, it's, it, shot selection is one of those things that if you harp on it as a coach, um, yeah, obviously it's very, very important. But if you harp on it as a coach, you kind of get these guys self-conscious. You want them to play yeah. sort of free of thought, if that makes any any sense to you. And uh, I, I, I'm not in practice with this particular group. So I, I think Kevin is far more focused. Kevin Willard far more focused on what he's seen on the defensive end, and he lets these guys, you know, he gives them pretty free reign offensively. They had a bunch of good shots, good open looks. They're, they just aren't making them at all. What do you make of the Terps' defense this year? You know, a lot of times you'll see teams that play 
I don't want to say an uglier game, but a slowed down pace, and you're not pushing the tempo. We don't see these SEC teams scoring 100 points. It's not like we expect that. If Maryland scored 100 points, we'd ask over how many games did that add up to be that? You know, like, it, and I'm not trying to knock him. It's just a different style. But um, what are your thoughts on it when we see just the way that offenses are in college? Because it feels like everything's geared toward the offense, but I really believe the Terps play good team defense. They do, uh, and, and you know, offenses in college are really sort of homogenous now. They all look alike, yeah. and and that's why when you see one that is different, uh, you know, you're like, wow, that's uh, you know, I haven't seen that before. And you get a lot of high pick and rolls, uh, you know, uh, you know, sort of roll and replace kind of offenses, and and they all look very very similar. Um, so, uh, and that's why too. Like getting back to my point, you know, I. You watch a team like Iowa play, and Iowa scores 85 or 86 a game. Um, you know, Alabama's scoring 85, 86 a game, as is Auburn. You know, they push the pace. There are a lot of possessions in those games. Uh, Maryland, not so. You know, it's pretty close to the vest. One of the reasons why uh, they do have such outstanding defensive numbers is because of the pace of the games are, are relatively slow. Uh, there just aren't that many possessions in the game, and um, and they benefit from it as a result. But they've been a good defensive team all year long, no question. Yes, they have. Chris Naki, thanks for getting up early in the morning with us, my friend. We look forward to hearing you the next game. Uh, anytime, guys. Talk all right, thanks. You. Thanks, Chris. 410-583-1057 is the number. Yeah, he was not happy. Oh, no. I was hoping he was on today because it was, you could hear the frustration in his voice it's calling a game. He's like, yeah. No. Well, it's like... well, there's there's something that I you know I wanted to bring up, and we could have talked about it with Chris, but like Allen Iverson had a comment earlier saying that if he played in today's NBA, uh, he would average over 40 points a game. Like he'd average 42 points a game, and people are like, oh, that's ridiculous. The the game has vastly changed, especially at the professional level, mm-hmm. because I mean, you look at the scores that we're having now. Like that, that's why when I argued with people about Larry Bird all the time, so if he played today, he'd average a triple double. Like he would destroy this league. The way that they yeah. play defense, what you're allowed to do, what you can't do. And I feel the same way with Allen Iverson, where the, everything's spread out now. This is back then. I mean, you'd run some pick and rolls, but how much are we seeing five out now, Rob? Yeah. And what would Allen Iverson do in a five out league? He would annihilate it. If you have no rim protection with that cat. Yeah. So, like, when people get some of this stuff twisted, today's game is easier to play. There are better players, but I don't know. Again, comparing errors makes it difficult, but I don't think what Allen Iverson said was ridiculous. It makes it difficult, but it doesn't make it impossible, man. I mean, I. I, I Larry Bird averaging a triple double. You saw Russell Westbrook do it, right? Yep. yep. I, mean, I don't. I don't know why that's so ridiculous. I mean, Larry Bird was 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 that kind of player then. So now you get it when the offenses are ramped up. It's like saying Dan Marino would throw for fifty five hundred yards every year now, and he probably would. He will every year fifty five hundred sure yards. Mark it down for it. he he did didn't he do five thousand in the league? It was hard to throw. <laughs> So why would he not do it in a league that now caters to that? So I don't, I don't think that's that's ridiculous. I mean, I, you know, I think if you had guys like that, like they were then playing now, I think the league, the way it thinks now, would really ramp up the offense. Can you imagine having those guys in the league now? They would really go off because the leagues would 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 cater to that. Mm-hmm. They want that. We didn't have all the legalized betting and fantasy sports back then. So the league wasn't profiting off of that. The league was profiting off of its toughness. But now that you profit off a partner, I just said official sports book partner of the NBA. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? They're partnering with yeah. them. So they, they endorse that. They want that. So I think they would definitely do that.
because it would be to the benefit of the league for him to do that. See, and I, I think that's that's part of where we're at in this league now where people are expecting more and more and more. We're seeing, like, you know, the triple-double and how uh, how that used to be something. Russell Westbrook had one for the first time and averaged it for a season. Everybody's like, oh, my God, he's the MVP. Then he does it next year. It's like, well, did you guys create something where if he does it every year, he's got to win the MVP? Yeah. Yeah. Kind of like what I talk about with Shohei Otani. As soon as you give him the MVP for the pitching and hitting, you've created that benchmark where it's like, can you be better than this? Yeah. Because if he's doing it and he's healthy every year and he's playing well, how do you not give him the MVP almost every single season? Shovels at 815, but on the other side is Commissioner Baltimore. What you got, Eddie? I went over something that's a uh, a pet peeve of mine, I think of yours, and it's pissing a lot of people off, including some mayoral candidates. Commissioner Baltimore up next on The Fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening.